right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up podcast. We are uh, coming to you from downtown Denver, Colorado. We're out here for the summit this week. Uh, Solly here. I got Mr. DJ Pie to my right. Hello, Solly. Mr. Tron Carter to my left. Hello. We didn't watch a ton of golf this weekend. We were out in uh, in Denver for our first ever event that we put on called the Summit, and uh, we'll talk a bit more about that on the back half in case. You want to just shut the podcast off, which is totally fair if you were in attendance. <laughs> but uh, we learned a lot about running an event and uh, got to support a pretty cool program. And I think we have some interesting things to say about it, even if you weren't in attendance. So please do stick around if that is the case. But we're here to talk, of course, about the second uh, Corn Fairy event. Let's lead with that. <laughs> <laughs> really? God, that's really cool, you guys. <laughs> we're throwing Tron The Albertsons here. Boise Open. Uh was truly one to remember. Well, before Tron actually gets going there, we, ha- we are awaiting official statement from Big Randy on, uh, on Rory, I believe. We are. That should come into the newsroom at any, any moment while we're taping this pod. He, he just said he uh, was finishing mowing the lawn. He was going to give us a statement here shortly. Which, Which, can I spoil it like for people? Like You're not getting it at all. Like Winning these events only makes him more dead in, Ro- in Randy's eyes. That's oh, true. I, I thought you were going to say Randy mows the lawn with an electric mower. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was true. my fault, though. I bought the electric mower. By <laughs> that is walks around the, yeah, that's among the worst calls I've ever seen. Walks around the yard with carrying the extension cord behind him. It's it's a tough scene. Someone needs to just cut the extension cord. That was my fault. Misery. It was an accident. I should not have bought that mower. But uh, he tried to buy one of those 1950s ones. Yeah. First. So that (laughs) one was his fault. That was his fault because he couldn't push it through the Bermuda thick like Mike Davis ass Bermuda. Yo, Randy, we're not in Ohio anymore, bro. Yeah, exactly. The thickest rough on the entire golf (laughs) course is in our front yard. That's exactly right. Uh, So of the two mowers we have, I actually did buy the better one. No, I think it's it's important. You know, I know you're joking at first, but I think it's important to to kick off this podcast by recognizing the season-long champion, Big Randy, the winner of the Fred X Cup. He is. Uh, <laughs> we're waiting for the final tally to come in, but it appears that he has edged me out for the championship. So Solly's desperately looking for some hanging Chad I'm, somewhere. I'm, well, we decided to count the FedEx Cup bonus money because it's technically tied into the tour championship. Unseparable. Exactly. Inseparable. Inseparable. And so, yeah, whether it's deferred cash or actual straight cash, it all goes in. So it looks like, uh, like Big Randy has won. Uh, but all right, let's let's get into the tour championship. Rory is the, is the winner. Fifteen million dollars of pro shop credit. For, <laughs> you just were dying. For wi- well, I heard you say that six <laughs> times today. That was uh, that was uh, KVV's joke at the summit this week. But I think it's actually only fourteen million in credit and a million deferred as well. Okay. All <laughs> so, right. Yeah. Well, I, I think your your commissioner for a day idea of you know you need to spend what, what a third of it. I said a third. I'd be willing to reach across the aisle if anyone had a, a counter proposal. But I think a third of the money. To be spent within, I think, three months, a, a three-month expiration date, you have to go spend at least $5 million and you have to publish the receipts of what you spent it on because that's that would be a gift to content. People would get to analyze it. And you, if you want to buy something very boring, if you want to invest it in you know long-range mutual funds, that's fine. Uh, but people get to really see what you're made of by, by what you spent your fuck you money on. <laughs> I think three months is way too long for that. Maybe three weeks. I like I said, I'm, I'm open to counter proposals. Does I just, this reduce? I, all I'm doing is introducing the bill to the Senate. Because I think reducing the amount of time just it would make it that much more outrageous. Yeah, it's, maybe you should have to ask on the 18th green. <laughs> Does this reduce your taxable income? Like the taxable uh, we can point? get into all that. Okay. We can get into all that. Uh, I was say, I, does, I, Harry, sure. does Harry breaks off $1.5 There's no taxes in golf. 
People, it's all it's all tax. <laughs> well, that's my question: is how do the like does the state of Georgia get a big windfall? That was an awesome question here because it's like like it's it's technically a season long bonus, I guess, but I would getting not the fifteen think, million yeah. now as part of the tournament, not part of the season. <laughs> so I, I don't understand. Like, I think the big winner might be the state of Georgia. No, if there's one thing the PGA <laughs> Tour knows, it's how to get around yeah, tax laws. Say, it might so. be the state of Delaware, probably. <laughs> But all right, so Rory, I, I actually was a little upset with Rory's comments before the event started. Somebody asked him about the format, what do you think? And he like kind of was shaking his head at it and kind of said, ask me on Monday, we'll see if it works out. I was like, that's one, for two people like yourselves that love the process, that's not process-based thinking, that's results-based thinking. We knew how, like we knew what like the format was. Yeah. Like you can't be like, oh, we'll see if it works out on Monday. Anybody who is anti-format, I guess, like, the format was stupid before, too. Yeah, yeah for sure. You know, well, so, I, yeah, I want to say, I don't think, like, there's a lot of people, like, spiking the football. I'm like, oh, all the people who hated it now, it's Rory and Brooks. Like, what's up now? It looks like it's pretty good. I think we were into it. Like We were definitely into for it. For weeks and weeks. Like, you know what? I'm actually pretty fascinated to see what it happens. It was a hell of a lot less convoluted. Than for sure. No, I think, I think the new format is a genuinely a big win. It was way more simple. Everyone knew exactly what you're watching at the end. The only thing we missed out on. Sansy with the projections, of course, on the whiteboard. You seem to like that more than more than everybody else. Well, kind of just for the memes. So <laughs> okay. I don't really like, actually like it. Sansy looked a we lot saw, more refreshed. He did. How about that Papa green. John's van we saw today? That had Meme Hunter painted hey, on, no this, free on the side of it. No free ads. Well, I don't think they hunters. were actually a Papa John's truck. They were following him for like seventy miles. <laughs> That's actually true. I think I would have to imagine successful in the tour's eyes. This finale. Yeah. I mean, Rory won. Would have won if it was the other way. Anyways, he won the gross and the net. Uh, um, <laughs> and long, I think he fight. got a long drive as well. <laughs> and he, he won some of the Perry Mutual betting. Uh, Brooks put some money on Rory in the Calcutta. In the Calcutta too, exactly. So. The people that are bitching about it, the hardest part has been done. Like making the change, I imagine, was the hardest part. There's no way they're going back. First cut is the deepest. Like, exactly. I mean, it's kind of like the way I view certain things. It's like the only reason the Ryder Cup is every other year is because that's how it's always been. Yeah. And like, if you move the Ryder Cup to every year and did it for 10 years, there's no way after 10 years you'd be like, you know what? It needs to go back. We should go back to every other <laughs> I'm gonna year. I'm going to push back on the Ryder Cup thing a little bit. I think the starvation of not having it every year makes it a bigger deal. I, do, I disagree because, like, if the Masters, like, imagine if the Masters was every other year. It's, we, we treat it like the biggest deal. Yeah. Every single year. It would year. be an even bigger deal, I think. I, I do not agree. I've, that's always been my case that you should play it every damn year. But enjoy the President's Less Cup this fall. <laughs> uh, but it's, like, it's kind of like, all right, in certain instances, once you've made a change, you can't really go backwards. And it doesn't make sense to go backwards because the previous option was just kind of shitty to begin with, too. So the whole reason you make a change. It's like when you take a tree out on a golf course, you never go out to that spot and look and be like, Oh, like oh, you know what? We should we need to put this tree back in there. It, this hole was better with this tree sitting right here. Gil Hans said that a lot of the older members at Aronimink said that though. They're like, "Man, we got to put these trees back. There's no shade out here." <laughs> <laughs> shade, I could actually agree with. But no, I think this was a, a, a huge success. It was fun to watch. Somewhat, I mean, it's kind of like I still believe that it's not it, the amount of money is so big, and it went. My, I had a tweet. I said that it went to the the guy with the highest net worth. 
And everyone's like, well, should it not have? I mean, should it be distributed like Bernie Sanders wants to do? Like, no, that's not the point. Bit of point. a Jack Reacher. Yeah. yeah. It's a bit of a Jack Reacher. Now you see what the replies are actually like. But I don't know. Never read the replies. <laughs> but it, it was kind of like, I wanted to see the money in a perfect world to go to somebody that it would actually change Ch- their life. Chess. It, you, I just chess. don't think that's the, that's just not the world we're living well, in. Well, I, I like, that's just not possible. But right? my point, other, what, so why do we care? But that's the point. No, I, of course. So yeah. going back to the format thing, I think that that's my big takeaway is like, who gives a shit? We're talking about the FedEx Cup. Like, it's it's hard to yeah. The, the thing is called is, the FedEx that's Cup. kind of in our our point that I don't either internally or externally. It's like, what sanctity are you like preserving <laughs> yeah. here? And what's the like, you know, what's the honor and and tradition that you're really like? The thing has changed every single year. Just about you know they've changed it. What's it's been around since '04 or something? '07 was the first year. '07, '07. Yeah. So twelve years, and it's like. It's probably changed seven times, six times. I still remain. It's better than nothing. Tiger and Phil skipped the 06 Tour Championship. They <laughs> right. also skipped this year, but uh, for different reasons. <laughs> yeah, but different reasons. Like, it is better. Like, it's better than nothing. And I like the new spot in the schedule. Three events makes a lot more sense, too. I still think there's a more exciting way to do the finale. I think match play would be more exciting. West Coast But I think time. a big distinction is I think it's been, like, quote, like, I, I kind of, not personally, but I kind of hate that it's better than nothing quote, because I think golf falls back on that so much as a crutch where it's like, well, you know, it's, it's, but I know it's not great, but it's better than nothing. And I think this year was a step toward like, no, you know what? Like this is actually a fan improvement. And I think this actually improves it. It's an entertainment. You know, like it has been better than nothing, you know, for the last 10 years, 12 years. Like, I guess it's better than not having an event, but this year I feel like it actually did take a step forward. And I feel like it actually became something that was more interesting and, I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. You that inspired. Was good. The event, inspired. inspired is a strong word. <laughs> but I the event it was, it is essentially a, it's a way to distribute a lot of money, which is fine. That, that, that tour generates that money. Sponsors pay into it. Like it's a market-based economy, like you were saying. And like that's what the market is, and FedEx is willing to pay that. Like I don't think anybody, I think this will probably segue us into a little bit about how golfers get paid, and it's merit-based. And, you know, like you, you could probably say that I think the top guys are probably underpaid. Well, I want to, yeah, I do want to discuss in this. In the middle tier and low, like, like. What do you mean by the top guys are underpaid, though? Because I think I can mean a couple of different things to well, different I think, people. Like, based, based on the value that they're generating, the yes. Rory, like, nobody's going out there to see Troy Merritt play a golf tournament. Like, right. I'm sorry to Troy Merritt, but, like, pr- people probably don't want to see Troy Merritt play a golf tournament because of the shit that he wears. <laughs> um, but, like, there's, there's a no lot of. No free ads, but you can't give reverse ads. <laughs> but there's a lot of guys out there that, like, it's, uh, 126 through 150. Get seventy thousand dollars dumped into their Schwab four hundred one k this week. Schwab, Schwab pension Schwab. or whatever. It's a way to distribute a lot of money. If if anything, you know, I think the guys that probably get like the guys that finish fourth or fifth or sixth are probably the ones getting shafted a little bit here. To where it seems super arbitrary for the guy that wins this thing to make fifteen million when it's really like it's a way to distribute money to the best players in the game, right? It is, and it's. I just don't view it. One, I don't think. They're under anyone's really underpaid in golf. I think to your point, you know, if Rory finishes T six and Ches finishes T six, they take home the same amount of money, and that's probably not right. But in in theory, like Brooke, for, uh, for a season long no, race, you're saying, or just, no, just for like a one week, just like like based on the market, you're saying. I'm saying, right. well, I'm saying in a in a world of what has been generated for like the tour. Rory's providing a hell of a lot more for that than Chez Reeve is. Sorry to make it personal for Chez. How about Chez making a million dollars today? Hey, congratulations. Dude, made a, he made a million dollars. <laughs> for finishing eighth place. 
And so, and, you know, there's some people chirping on Twitter this week that's like, oh, well, you know, compared to other sports, like golfers are underpaid compared to NBA and NFL and all that. I'm like, that's, it's totally irrelevant to me. I feel like there's like six golfers that are underpaid. Who are, kind of, yeah, who's that's, underpaid. That, that's what I'm saying. There's six golfers that are underpaid. And I don't and know if it's exactly a vast six, majority on course, are overpaid. On-course yeah. earnings are Correct. underpaid. I mean, yeah. they, Rory makes a shitload of money off the course. I'm not saying he doesn't make a ton off his marketability. But like for a basketball, if, if golf was like other sports, if you're forming teams, let's say, like how much money is Rory fetching on the open market compared to like Ches Reevy to right. be on your team? And like he would get paid a we lot gotta, more. We got to pick someone else. Okay, to, sorry. To pick, on. pick one. Jason Kokrak. Jason Kokrak. Well, he made the tour championship. As I well. know. That's yeah. what I'm saying. So that is like if it was a free market economy. I mean, I know there's salary caps in football and basketball and stuff, but like compared to baseball, it is performance based, but it's like projecting going forward. So like no one is buying a shitload of Jason Kokrak stock, but he can go out next week and make more money than Rory does. And that's kind of the hard part of this conversation is like, I think that's one of my favorite things about golf too is like yeah i don't have a problem if you you miss the cut man like yeah i'm not saying (laughs) i'm not saying a problem with it. i just have a problem with people being like oh yeah like those guys are underpaid this is an injustice of any kind which i know it's not what you're saying trump but some people out there are and saying like this was the way to get you know players paid like uh, the rest of athletes get paid it's like no no no, you get paid based on who's willing to spend the money in this case fedex yeah like i don't know what would happen if fedex just wasn't there like would somebody else pay half as much to sponsor the season long race i think a good comp is tennis right because tennis is yeah basically strictly merit-based and strictly you know kind of eating what you kill career money leader in women's tennis guess how much total 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 earnings uh 78 million dollars serena's won 90 90.6 90.6 million. Venus is second at 41. So Serena's like the cat, basically. Yeah, and then exactly. Venus. But you've got Sharapova at 38 million. You've got Wozniacki, shout out Rory, at uh, 34 <laughs> million. Like you got some pretty big numbers. So, like, I do think just in the grand scheme of things, like golfers, the fields are bigger. The top guys are probably overpaid based on the value that underpaid. they're underpaid. Or sorry, underpaid based on the value that they're bringing to a tournament with ratings gate and attendance figures with you know the stuff that they're basically just people giving a shit but it would be the same way in tennis like the you know if you finish in third place of the uso with the u.s women's open in tennis you get the same if you're serena williams or if you're i don't know more than five women's tennis no, players, sorry it, for but sure for you sure you get the same amount of but money. i'm just saying even even just just looking at the pga tour career money list versus the yeah. wta career money list like that's kind of jarring to see that Serena Williams, like, I mean, and this isn't anything against women's tennis or anything, but that, like, there's probably, like, a lot of the current players in women's tennis are making probably more than a lot oh, of the guys for in sure. pro golf. Like, yeah. the U.S. women's the same thing, you know? The champ of the U.S. Women's Open makes, like, $4.7 million yeah. bucks or something like that. But, again, to that point, and this is why it's not translatable, because a lot of people this week were saying, well, look at the LPGA purse this week versus the... It's like, those are two completely different yeah. markets in the same way that women's tennis is a completely different market And, and women's tennis, golf. it's truly a global tour, and there's, there's a lot more yeah. sponsors that are, you know... So I, I get that, but I think it's those guys in that, you know... And we're good friends with some of them. That guy's in the, that 50 through 90 or like outside the top 50 or 60 in the world that are like, I think they're making, they're making out like bandits. Cause it's not just the stuff that they're earning on course here. Right. It's also like the stuff that's going in their pension, these deferred payments and all that. I mean, there's some of these guys have pensions well into the eight figures. Well, and that, but I don't, I'm trying to think of, you know, before I ask it, like who's the most under the best example of an underpaid player in golf. And I don't, I don't know if I have one off the top. 
Well, <laughs> but like we're talking, I mean, and I'm counting with this on and off course. Like who is getting screwed by the system currently? I can't, I have a hard time thinking anyone's getting screwed by the system. There's a shitload of money that comes some into the, golf. It, the only thing that I could possibly think, and some of it is like he just doesn't have an equipment deal, but like Brooks. Yeah, but like right? so, so to mean, this he's point, far and away the best player in the world. But right? the money, <laughs> the money comes to the tour, right? Yeah. The tour pays its executives a good amount of money, but like you know, you could. But that's argue, every, every sport. I that's think. what I'm saying, yeah. and they pay you know, a lot of employees to run it. But like, there's not like an owner that's holding back money yeah. from PGA no, Tour I, players. I totally agree, and that's where I, I kind of agree with both of you. I guess that's pretty typical, I guess. But uh, <laughs> echo chamber, <laughs> the right? echo chamber DJ. But no, I agree that there there are five, six, seven, eight players that are probably woefully like quote unquote underpaid but i also don't think there's like really much you can do to fix it or change it you know it's, it's just kind fees. of the except appearance fees yeah that's a great or point. i i guess what i'm saying is on this you know and, and it's totally thrown out the window if like chez wins or something but if you know <laughs> come on man we're not doing rory, <laughs> rory wins 15 million the guy that, that finishes fourth wins how much and it's a season-long competition is like all right are, like are you really distributing that efficiently three million well for, for sure fourth, you know and that gets into the whole point of like whether this money matters from a a from an entertainment standpoint like do people care that they're paying for 15 million dollars well the tour needs to make up their mind right it's it's either like hey like you're gonna advertise that they're playing for this and like lean into it or just like don't make it a thing at all it, it, well i think on the broadcast this year you you kind of had more than i felt like it, you heard more about it this year than in years past like i, I feel like you heard the 15 million number a lot more it. 10 you know back in like i feel like if you went back and watched the broadcast like whether that's the tour pulling the strings or whether it's whatever it's it's a lot more like the fedex cup the fedex cup rather than like the 10 million mm-hmm. um, but again i thought you know to a point i didn't care that much like, I'm, I'm trying to drum up interest of like wow brooks gets this up and down an extra million bucks but i just have no clue what the <laughs> right. hell that means to him yeah. and it doesn't seem to really mean that much to to those guys and uh, JT, you know, climbing the leaderboard there at the end was making like a million bucks for every birdie that he made, which is, again, I'm like, he made 20 million bucks two years ago. Like, how much does he really care about that? But I felt like, and this isn't, I don't mean this is a backhanded, make this, make this the last shot at NBC, or I'm sorry, at CBS for the season. Like, they did God, a good job. one of those. This is out of nowhere. No, no they did a good job. NBC did a great oh. job of, like, promote, like, talking about setting the scene. You know, when Xander came on the tee box, we, you and I tuned into the back nine, DJ. We, we, you know, we tuned in, and we missed out on Xander. had a, a rough front nine, and they just set the scene. Tenth tee, we're going commercial-free. Rest of the way, Xander has had trouble hitting fairways all day. He's two shots back. And where he's sitting right now, this is the situation. I was like, oh, God, like, they just explain the situation the drama is yeah. right there so i thought they delivered all they could for like the, what the tour could have wanted out of the last two hours of the season commercial free which is which is phenomenal frustrating that they don't do it the rest of the year but <laughs> now we see that it well, is possible it's also figuring out how to bake in commercials to the action like kind of what we were talking about right what you were talking about with like new barth on a few yeah. pods ago where like hey this 20 minutes brought to you by so-and-so company or this like that's it basically like they, they i'm sure they dropped fedex enough times to where which is fine it, it, totally like it, it's a it's a win for the viewer i think overall two takeaways i had were just how cluttered the like the trophies were in the past that seemed a lot and granted we didn't really watch the trophy presentation but like them talking about yeah he gets this calamity jane putter and and then he gets the actual FedEx Cup, and he gets all the money. Uh, and then it's B, kind of a manifestation of like how many cooks in the kitchen there are, yeah. and, and how, like even this year, it's it's still like I keep saying. I mean, it's a step in the right direction towards like streamlining this and, and keeping some of those hands off of you know just 
away from like distracting people even further and further and further. Like trying to explain, it's still not perfect. And that's what I, I want to kind of have the other side of this coin is trying to explain like to my wife or to various people this weekend, like, oh, okay, so this, like, so wait, what tournament is this or what's going on? And trying to explain the whole like, well, this person based on like a semi-arbitrary points list uh, that kind of changed over like the last two events, but not like the previous 42 events, uh, like based on where they are there, like they're starting at this score, but then there used to be two trophies, but now there's not. Uh, and so now there's only one. And so it all kind of gets rolled together and like to a very casual golf fan or very, very, you know, even non-casual golf fan, that was still even kind of like, yeah, okay. Like I, I don't, whatever. I'm going to save you care. some time there. You, you got a simple sentence you can say. It's the culmination of the season of champions. That's that's or really season well of championships. That's that's true. Which speaking of the speak of the season of championships, Jay Monahan figured out how to get that in there at the end. And then also, is it just me or like the shoes that he wears? <laughs> he always wear he always looks like he's wearing some like DJ, I think you called them first communion shoes. <laughs> I don't think I said that. I don't remember <laughs> saying that. But, they, but like, they just look like these clunky, like, you know, it's like, yeah, good job. You graduated from eighth <laughs> The grade. last thing I need is is someone reflecting that back and criticizing my shoes. So <laughs> I'd like to strike That's where that I come the, in. That's I'd like where to I... strike that for the record. But to your point, though, I think, again, maybe this isn't the best comparison, but compares to what it was before, like, it's easier to explain than it was before. I think it's like, based on your, your to-date season, they've handicapped this final championship, and that's that's what they're doing. They're going. They're going to go play for it. It's handicapped, and then once it's out, once the first tee shots hit, every, you know exactly where yeah. everyone stands. No, I, I agree. It's better. So it was do they do that to Tour de France? Like, uh, for the last day? I don't watch. I've never no, watched it. No, it's all okay. just, it's all aggregate it's all time. Not. Okay. Time based. See, that's yeah. what they should they should do and the same it, for the Tour de France. And, and the Tour de France, the last stage doesn't matter. Like the guys are it's already rolling down up. the yeah. you know Champs Elysees with okay. champagne. But uh, I think my my problem with it, I just don't like East Lake. And I'm like, there's a take there for from sure. Atlanta. I just I just don't I don't think it's good for this format. For it's not a volatile golf course. It's a bomber's paradise. I, I don't know. I just don't I just don't think it's a very engaging golf course for being a viewer and. I think it's way better with the with the nines flipped. Yeah, I think there's some I, intriguing absolutely. holes coming in. You got uh, 15, but like which 16, is, 17 are not great. They're, no, they're not super interesting. They already made a great birdie on uh, 17 and a great par save on 16. Like that was interesting to watch, but like those aren't cool. 17 is not a good hole. 18's cool. 18's yeah, great. 18 is yeah. a good hole. And the par, you know, having the par three as part of the kind of like was it finished 15? I guess. Yeah, like, having part of the fifth hole, one. whatever. Yeah. yeah, having it as part of the finishing stretch is great rather than having it on at, you know, two in the afternoon or whatever. But, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, man. And this, like, you know, this isn't related to the, the lightning strike stuff, no. but, like, there's always seems to be weather. And it just, it, it kind of really drives home. I know, Sally, you've said it a million times, and as have other people, but something on the West Coast in prime time would be so much more preferable, I think. I think the people, and maybe this isn't maybe the best bridge for what you're saying, the people, though, that were upset about the format that tried to protect like, oh, like a 72-hole tournament like all the rest of them are. I'm like, no, that's the exact reason why you shouldn't yeah. be a 72-hole stroke play tournament. We don't need another 72-hole stroke play tournament. And I know that wasn't in direct relation to what you were just saying. <laughs> but I, I, should, I forgot to say that earlier. <laughs> they should do a shootout. Holy shit, we don't need end. more of those. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Like, you know, hey, the, hey, the top 10 guys, we're, we're going out playing in a single group and like be phenomenal. winner take all, yeah. man. That would be, yeah, that's must-see stuff. I mean, they're inching, again, I never thought they would go for what they currently did. I did not think that this is something that they would have the balls to do, and I'm so glad they did. 
I'm so glad. Who was second in the net? Or in the gross? Oh, sorry, in the, in the gross. gross. Xander. Xander was second in the gross, and yeah. who was third? He was, um, I'm not sure. Let me check in with uh, Xander. VC606 uh, on, on Twitter was following it pretty I think closely. Xander got closer to the pin on uh, 15 as well. <laughs> they had a great shot in there down the stretch. Yeah, I was blown away at how, how far back some of these guys finished, too. <laughs> yeah, for so, sure. They just lit themselves on fire. For sure. Paul Casey was uh, minus 7, Xander was minus 10, and Rory was minus 13. And then Kepka was 6, Adam Scott 5, uh, Chez was 5. But again, I mean, it would not, it, the way the money would have been distributed would have had to be incredibly similar to how it was oh, last yeah. year. I'm sure. It's just way easier to follow this yeah, year. Totally. So, and who the hell cares who actually wins the tournament? I mean, like, why would you? Well, the only thing is, like, so now this counts as, like, an official full on victory for Rory, which yes. I guess, like, it just happened, just so happened this year that, like, he did win both. But, but if, if people are upset, if Paul of, Casey finishing fifth, like, would have had the lowest score, like, I, I don't know. If the, people are giving, upset about giving a, giving a victory for this is really weird. Protecting, I don't like that. if you were trying to protect the sanctity of the official world golf rankings, this is oh, not God, where you start. <laughs> this is not. This tournament is not where you start. All right. There's so many other issues. Don't don't try to be a hero here. <laughs> <laughs> like there, uh, the amount of the amount of you know, and we're about to enter the European Tour SCN where they have all these events this fall, and they're going to rack up a bunch of points and jump inside. A couple guys are going to sneak inside the top fifty, get in the Masters. I'm telling you, there's so many issues with the official World Golf Ranking. It is not going to come down to anything that happened at East Lake. Solly's um, like, uh, he's like one of the politicians running for office where no matter what question you ask him, it comes back to their like stump speech stuff. And it, that's the official world golf rankings. No matter what you talk to him about it, he's going to shoehorn it in. I'm fighting for justice. All right. <laughs> will you ride with me or will you not? <laughs> I need your vote. <laughs> will you join my campaign? <laughs> all right. A quick break. Uh, Chad gave me dealer's choice actually on whatever, I, whatever I wanted to talk about, whatever products, Callaway products I wanted to talk about. You can probably guess I'm going with the Truvis. Had a lot of people asking about it at the summit this week. Um, why I was obsessed with these things. Everyone got a little sleeve of Truvises in the in their bags at the summit. Truvai, trying to sing. We're recording this in the car. Sorry. Uh, Tell the people I shot my low rider. Uh, okay, we, they, can't the they can't hear you. They can't hear you. They can't hear you. DJ, make sure that gets entered. Uh, the Truvis golf balls, all the chrome softs that you know and love, the ball that changed the ball. I don't know what it is about the pattern on these things, but it has helped my putting immensely, my chipping immensely. It, it, for whatever reason, it helps to see the ball rolling end over end. It makes every putt look beautiful. It's helped my confidence. I couldn't make any putts this week, but uh, I still am sticking with the Truvis. Just give it a shot. I promise. I'm not asking you to go buy at five dozen. Just try them. I have a feeling you'll like them. And if you do, CallawayGolf.com for all your Truvis needs. They're so good to chip with. They're so good to chip with, says TC. But please, please do not take that as any kind of actual endorsement. My chipping's getting so much better. It is not getting better. Now let's get... The surprise of the summit. Let's get back to the podcast. I was blown away at, uh, A, Kucher. You know, that was kind of sick. Really, he, he was plus four today. Really went backwards today. How far did JT, what did he shoot in the, uh, in the gross? JT in the gross. Again, this is courtesy of uh, VC606 on Twitter. Nosferatu. He shot three under. He tied uh, T9, basically, for the gross. Three under, so he was, what, seven? What would you say, seven back of Rory? He finished uh, ten back of Rory. Yeah. So I did like the you know the people saying that just how big of an advantage like two shots was at the beginning of the week. Like, it disappears very fast. That's what I was saying. <laughs> yeah. I thought after Thursday, it's gonna, the leaderboard's going to be jumbled. Yeah. Like halfway through Thursday, it's going to get jumbled and it's going to kind of just be a golf tournament so going I think, forward. I think Cooch was he was terrified he was going to have to write a big ass check. 
<laughs> yeah, what, what do we think happens with like for you with players with caddies? How they pay out the, this this heard, event? I've heard it both ways. From I know I think like Billy Horschel was one that gave the full on ten percent. Yeah, I think other guys have. I can't really remember any other kind of like names uh, of people who have won it or what they've done with it. But I know he was one. So I've I've definitely heard it both ways. Where some guys will some guys will give you know five percent. Some guys will give whatever. But it's up to fifteen million, which is a little bit more now. I would think like Rory and Harry are pretty close. I'm, I'm guessing he would go full full ten percent, right? I would have to think big ass year for you know, Harry. Or man. there's there's the cash component, and then there's also a deferred component too. Which I think it's fourteen million in it's cash. Fourteen million in cash, but but for the guys farther down, which yeah. So you know, I didn't realize that everybody who doesn't make the tour championship, they get no cash. It's all deferred. Yeah. How long is it deferred? It just goes to a retirement account. I assume or? it just goes into your pension and your retirement account. Like that's like what I know that to was keep off the people's radar. It's like look how much money we're giving away. But really, well, that was the yeah. thing with the whole VJ uh, lawsuit. It was it like used that was, to be all it was such a bummer that that like they didn't have to open their books and show everybody. That was yeah. gonna be sick. Well, Jamie Kennedy tweeted uh, since Rory, since Harry Diamond has been on Rory's bag, which was the uh, 2017 Bridgestone. Rory has made 29.2 million dollars. That's Pretty, wild, man. That's decent. And he says if you give away 10 percent, if he gives 10 to Harry, it'll be 2.9 million. But you, caddies don't necessarily earn. Yeah, that would be if you won every single yeah, one so of those. That's not quite how it works. But, but the other thing, like Harry's like when Furyk won, or like when Harry it was all to reopen the nightclub. <laughs> or cat one like when, and management. it was all deferred yeah like that 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 shit grows to oh can you imagine 40 50 million dollars <laughs> yeah, exactly. over time you know yeah you so, know what maybe these guys are not underpaid don't when you really put it in that in that regard with how how the pension stuff works that's that's pretty wild it's a well, black box yeah. it is kind of funny though how much you know it, it was like oh don't talk about the money and now it's like money 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 but it's yeah the cash is different than like what we're actually paying them and whatnot because Ten, you know, ten million dollars deferred is very different than ten million dollars like today. I'm gonna do a full economics lesson because uh, I, don't, I don't remember a yeah, lot I mean, of it. Nobody but. wins the lottery and takes the takes the the lumps or takes the deferred amount. They take the lump sum, of course. You know, yeah. Um, Speaking of a lump sum, you got to look at these OWGR points and how they're distributed because <laughs> it's absolutely disgraceful. You're t- see, you're taking my points, <laughs> boiling down into one little thing that you could label and make exactly. fun of and criticize. <laughs> And no one listens to the details anymore. <laughs> so the so. total, the total on the cash for the guys in the Tour Championship field, it was thirty-four million dollars in cash. They, first of all, I think it's very obvious, and I think everybody would agree they should have that cash on the first tee. Yes. Oh. That should not be hiding in in whatever banking implement they use. And then they have another nearly twelve million in deferred, which then, which should which be goes basically like I don't know how you put that 30th, on the first tee, but you figure out a way. If you finish thirtieth. Yeah, you get 190 in cash, 205 in deferred. Put a little chart up there of what it, the current day yeah, value is. They should have like the, the uh, value. Yeah, well, no free ads, but there's a commercial with the guy who's doing all the uh, you know the line drawings and stuff up on the, the murals. They should do one of those to show just how this money's going to work for you <laughs> and starting then, tomorrow. I think the don't I think, touch it. Don't I think the touch other it. thing to remember is so there's another 14 million in deferred income going to the guys that didn't make the tour championship the 31 through 150 so just, you you finished you finished 150th on the money list this year at a, by all accounts you know not a great year didn't keep your card not a successful year you still get $75,000 or $70,000 thanks, thanks for playing do we have an official statement from Randy yet or so what? he was a little confused um, on what I was asking for I, I what I was asking was an, a statement on the Rory uh, win yeah uh, here's this is what he sent me Quote, quote, 
Big Randy would like to sincerely congratulate his team on winning the inaugural <laughs> FredX Cup. Max Homa, Dylan Fratelli, Wyndham Clark, Matt Jones, who? Steven Yeager, and Jose De Jesus Rodriguez. You may know him as a shrimp. Each one of these men displayed the heart of a warrior and will forever be remembered as champions. From inauspicious beginnings, we stayed together, trusted ourselves and the plan, kept fighting with resolve and determination, and found success individually and collectively. Class acts, each and every one of you. <laughs> Celebrate this tonight with each other, your loved ones, and all your friends, teachers, mentors, coaches, and people that made this possible. We will enjoy the pizza together in the future, but for now, enjoy the moment. You deserve it. God bless Fred X. God bless the Supers, and God bless Panther Mike. <laughs> End quote. What a sick guy. God. And you accused me of twisting everything into one topic. His team got, was, was so bad at the first four or five months of the year. From inauspicious beginnings. Yeah. Can you get the, his, his Rory statement? Can yeah, you, let, can me, you let, please me, clarify let me follow up that? on that. Who finished last, me or Neil? That's a great question. We'll, we'll, we'll have to look yeah. into that as we're, well. We're into a whole another. We're into a whole trap draw yeah. podcast. Yeah. On the uh, it is worth noting. The reason I was asking for that quote is uh, ever since uh, Randy put DJ on his deathbed, uh, DJ finished dead last. Uh, he, he tied for dead last. Excuse me. He took home uh, I think four hundred thousand dollars. He's been. Uh, he had a tough little finish to the season there, which we don't really see out of. This is Dustin Johnson, DJ, yeah, right, not DJ Pye, yeah, yeah, of, course. of course. I think people probably probably realize. Um, I mean, DJ and Lucas Glover finishing plus ten. Yeah. Saturday, Sunday. Can you imagine just how checked out? Yeah, it's a, it's a I, I'm sure the 400 grand helps a little bit. But uh, for what it's worth, Randy did issue a statement on Twitter a, a bit earlier about. Oh, that's right. Rory saying Rory was living uh, quote six feet under par <laughs> uh, after winning the players and the FedEx Cup. I mean, it is such a weird year for Rory. I mean, I know like he played such unbelievable golf. Maybe the best golf he's played from beginning of the year to the end of the year in his entire career. Yet all of the most important events that he would have wanted to play that golf, he did not play it. Two like non-competitive top tens at majors, a missed cut, and a non-competitive. Whatever, man. He bookended the season of championships. Like that's <laughs> that's that's never been that's done. That's rare before. air. That's yeah. never been done. Does ever. anybody care about the PGA Tour Player of the Year? Does any like anyone? for sure? I think it's fun to argue about. Is nobody it cares. Fun? No, nobody okay. cares. But I think it's fun. Every to argue year, about. it's like, oh, what's it gonna be for the player of the year? And it's always so obvious who the player of the year is. Well, last year we got that video right about the uh, this bad boy's coming home with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's you know that had people talking. That's true. Well, I mean, who do you? I mean, it's Brooks, right? The bad boy's going home with Brooks. He already yeah. said it. I mean, yeah. I, I don't. You don't even care to weigh in. I mean, it's <laughs> like it's not even a, a conversation. But like, I don't, I don't know Rory, if the tour like plants this. Or like, 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 get the journos talking about it and stuff. Like, no human has ever sat around and talked about. I think who's the PGA Tour Player of the Year? I think this is the whole thing that just like no, like maybe there shouldn't just be year long golf. Maybe there's just not that much to talk about. And that that Player of the Year thing kind of almost feels like that a little bit, where it's just like let's let's squeeze a couple more things to bridge, you know, bridge this between the uh, the Tour Championship and. We made military a, What do you think, Rory? Should Rory uh, buy out his golf pass contract with the fifteen million? No free ads. We're that's not a, that's that a great idea. We're not we doing can that. certainly crunch the numbers on that. We made it pretty far without talking about Brooks's uh, ESPN the magazine photos going uh, going pretty. <laughs> I didn't nuts. see him until you kept showing him on your phone. <laughs> Everybody at the summit. It's was just my background. Was just walking around. Hey, what's up? I'm solid. Did you guys see these photos? <laughs> I was more showing the Greg Norman ones more than I was Brooks. <laughs> so you know, that, so that are, was the stuff that was filmed early in the year when yeah, you lost the exactly. weight? Yeah. yeah. Were they, mean, were they, I haven't seen them. Are they provocative? I, no, I think it, the photos put an absolute end to any statement that says he's built like a linebacker. Let's please just 
Really? End that. Yeah. I don't, I'm not waiting. Again, I'm not. It's like, this is like the shoes thing. I'm not. Terrell Suggs I'm or Patrick Willis would, like, would, would he, care to disagree. He looks like he does bicep day and then skips chest day. That's what it looked like. That. It was, yeah, it wasn't. He's got ILS. I don't know what that is. Invisible lat syndrome. <laughs> Oh, there's many treatments for that. I'm sure you can get uh, with with the four million dollars you just won this week. You can probably get that treated. But guys, Rory Rory had 14 top tens this year oh in 19 God. in 19 events. We went over that in on the live show. God, that's good. <laughs> that's so good. Like I said, he played scoring average golf. leader. Rory he, like uh, led in strokes gained, tee to green. He led. Uh, Zinger like, was raving about how much he improved his putting this year. He did have a really good which putting year. Statistically, that it it bears that out too. It does. Now the the thing with the PGA Tour stats always is like it doesn't count majors. So like he, you could have your four weeks four worst putting weeks of the year and still rank very highly in putting. So you want to hear his stats this week? I would love to. Strokes gained off the tee first. He gained five point three shots on the field just off the tee. Uh, Should that stroke, be the way golf is played? Strokes gained tee to green first. He gained ten point nine shots tee to green. Seems helpful. Yep. Uh, driving distance first. Driving accuracy T3, that seems like a t- oh <laughs> tough combo God. for uh, the Chez Reeves <laughs> of the world to, to combat. Uh, strokes gained around the green, second. Strokes gained putting 11th. So, I mean, it's a pretty yeah. good formula. That's, f- that's, that's going to probably get it done. Did you guys see the, uh, the n- somebody had crunched the numbers that uh, driving distance was down almost three yards on average this year? Really? Yeah. I don't know, I don't know what all really goes into that. I don't know if that's like all drive stat or if, you know, there's a lot of different factors that go into it but or how wet it was a couple people were ways. celebrating that pretty hard i was like okay i'd also like to point out in the 500 year history of the game of golf this was the second highest driving distance <laughs> in its history everyone's like oh it's, guess it's not the golf ball now huh look it's going down three it's like this was that's like somebody pointing to a big winter storm and being like yeah oh, man, just... where's your where's your global warming <laughs> sure could use some of that global warming yeah. if it was some more global warming the fairways would have been more firm that's true and actually the global warming is probably causing more rainstorms yeah. and yeah there you go so well, yeah, hey, man, we're, we're going to get it. it. You know where it's not raining? South Africa, where they're playing, and they're giving away too many world rankings. <laughs> <laughs> now you got the hang of it. <laughs> we um, should put put him on an embargo, on a on an OWGR take embargo, like you were on a coverage take embargo. No, I love, I welcome it. I, I think it's I think it's great. I just want to well, point, point out that it, like, how often it's shoehorned in. Like three months ago, Tron goes, did you guys see how many play, points fourth <laughs> place gets on the Euro Tour this week? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I've been trying to tell you guys that. <laughs> I was just trying to poke the bear a little bit. You were actively rooting for Alex Norton to that lose his car. That is not true at all. Just so you could that is throw not, that in my face. I would, that is a baseless accusation. I just would have thought you guys would have apologized for how right I was about Alex Norton, but you guys haven't. And so here we are. I have to bring it up again. Hey, guys, <laughs> we'll get to that next week. <laughs> First of all, another shout-out to Rory. That putt that he hit on, what was that, on 16? That was massive. That was a big-ass putt. That eight. was... I said this to DJ as soon as he hit the putt. Birdie on like, 17. Oh, the birdie on yeah. 17. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. The, the par save on 16, it was like, that was the putt that when you're there in person, you're like, whoa, that is a long yeah. putt. And on TV, it's kind of like, oh, that's probably not that long. And then the, the birdie putt had a shitload of curve in it. Yeah. And Dude, he played great, man. Rory's got stones, man. He played great. Mr. Everyone Levin else kind of, I don't want to say he got crowned because he played great down all, like, all day. Well, a couple little hiccups, yeah. but. Uh, there was some some wilting going on around. It seemed him. like the money affected some people. I'd have a hard time, you know. Like I think you're more used to competing like in majors and in big tournaments because just knowing that it's the prestige that you're after. But it's just a, I would imagine a different feeling playing for that much money. I'd be really curious to know how the guys that 
you know, once Rory kind of leapt ahead, how those guys were doing calculations in their head about how much money, you know, hey, all right, third nets me this, fourth nets me this, like how that, how much that's playing in the strategy in real time. Paul Casey, all he had to do was two putt from six feet on the last hole, and he left it short. Like it was so <laughs> obvious that he did. Even Zinger was roasted. I'm like, yeah, he knew exactly what he needed to do there because he couldn't gain any strokes by make or gain any place by making the putt, but. Um, on the Corn Ferry Tour, uh, Victor Hovland is heading to the PGA Tour officially. Unbelievable. I think, I think we knew I mean, that might happen. What a freaking stud. On, yeah, he finished second place behind uh, Matthew Nismith. Am I saying that right? Naismith. I Naismith? Yeah. James Naismith's James Nays- grandson. Yeah, he's, he's grandson. Brandon Hagee uh, wrapped it up by another uh, runner-up finish after a, a close call last week. We got one of our uh, um, young hitters, Charlie Saxon. He's currently in T23. He's inside the cut line right now. He needs another good week next week. Uh, Hank Lebiota's up there, hopefully looking to get his card. And uh, and it looks like Robert Streb is locked in now. The shrimp, one. 20th in the finals bucket. <laughs> the extra crispy finals bucket. There's going to be some people in the bubble. Uh, another young hitter, Justin Lauer, T34, going into next week. So could lock it up with a uh, with a good week next week. It's volatile. With three events, it's Extremely volatile. volatile. And uh, ZB had another good week. And uh, so the FedEx Cup draft, I think we need to draft all 50 this year. Yeah, I think that's probably right. That'd be fun. For sure. Um, Listen, I'm all for that. I also think uh, just I, I can't get over Hovland. Like just coming off the tours and like missing it that, that narrowly and then just coming in. Just taking no, care of business. No doubt, just yeah. getting it done. Which like he's super talented and quote unquote like should do this, but it's like not a guarantee. You got to go. <laughs> no. to, if you like start hitting it a little bit shaky, and even if you're that talented, it doesn't mean you're going to beat a ton of really seasoned professionals. The Corn Ferry Finals, it's not the Corn Ferry Tour. Like it is 75 guys that played the PGA Tour previously like this season, and it's not just another Corn Ferry event. So it's a much better field and much more challenging than just a normal Corn Ferry. Airbnb. Event. Keeping his card, getting his card back. Honor by Lahiri. Not until uh, July, my friend. Kramer Hickok, Bronson Burgoon. You know what? I want to give a shout-out to Ryan Brem. I've been critical of Ryan Brem in the past. I think you call him the worst golfer <laughs> if, either in the world or in professional golf. Wait, but, yeah, yeah. I, I think I did. So, uh, but there's a difference between player and golfer. Exactly. You know? It's, it's kind of like the, the thrower pitcher analogy exactly. that, we, that we use a lot. So, um, but yeah, another, another good finish for Zach. Can we re- revisit? Uh, Harry is, Higgs, Scotty Scheffler, can, all those guys up there. You can know? we revisit? Is Rory a, a thrower, not a pitcher? <laughs> what, what more do you need to see? I mean, he's I, living I, under par. I still think he's. I still think he's probably. He's like a. He's more of like a closer, or like a eighth inning setup man than he is like a coherent number one or number two starter. Uh, I just got a, a, an updated statement from Randy. By okay. the way, uh, this is regarding Rory, uh, who he pronounced dead after uh, he missed the cut at Royal Portrush. He says, quote, nothing changes. He's dead. Only a major can bring him back, and a green jacket gives him eternal life. Okay. End quote. There you have it. So stop. Every time he wins, stop blowing Randy. Or actually, keep blowing yeah, Randy Keep blowing Randy stop, sure. stop adding no laying up on this. I don't <laughs> want to read these anymore. Um, all right. You guys want to wrap it here? We can talk about the summit here a little bit. Before we get into that, can we talk about the Aeon Risk Reward Challenge? Oh, yes. Please oh, take please. us there. Fill us in. Sick today or yesterday. Um, so on the LPGA, they're doing the, the, the extremely convoluted Aon Risk Reward Challenge, which I don't even know how it works. They take the, the basis is, you know, there's one hole each week and there's some sort of cumulative score throughout the year based on what you do on that hole, right? 
Shout out to the Kodak Challenge. From Which back was in the, day. the OG. Like, that was yeah. the good one where it was very simple, straightforward. And this one, is, yeah, that one was like relation to par, right? You're like 25 yeah. under on, on the, the most picturesque hole. And this one's like you're like minus 7.865. And I, yeah, I don't know how it works, but the winner gets a million dollars. There's Oh, there's another free million dollars that Brooks got this year. <laughs> Which, Brooks won it or Jay Day won it? Brooks won it. Brooks won it. Okay. Which, yeah, good for him. Yeah. Um, but they're doing the same thing on the LPGA Tour. It's the same. Same money. Same prize and everything like that. So Leanne Pace, uh, who's currently leading in the aggregate, um, she made a quad. She made a nine on her 14th hole, which, which, which happened to hole. be the Aeon Risk Report Challenge hole. Uh, this is at the Magna Golf Club for the CP Women's Open. Um, so she withdrew uh, toward the end of the round. Uh, withdrew. Yeah. Just didn't even sign her card. Just withdrew, negating this, thus negating the scores. She cited a hip injury. She, she said, listen, I know what the optics on this look like. I know what this looks like. It's not like that, which, you know, honestly, I think she should just lean into it and say. So, yeah, like, it's a glitch in the system. It was, if you don't like, like it, close the loophole. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's currently in the lead by .49 shots. When is that? It's got to oh. wrap up pretty quick, right? I think they've got like probably what four or five more events yeah. for this this thing. So we'll see. It's gonna be interesting. I always I always have a very hard time projecting any injury thoughts on other people. There's no way to know. Yeah, like, there's, it's possible she made the nine because her hip was hurting. Yes, like very <laughs> well, she, much. So. She said she was like, "Hey, like my hip was like very out of place. One leg was five inches longer than the other by the end <gasps> of the by the end of the round." How is that possible? That sounds horrible. Which, yeah. It's kind of impressive she made a nine. Yeah, use that million to get that corrected, I well, would have to think. Uh, well, let's say that she did WD to, to protect her standing in the Aeon Risk War Challenge. How would you feel about that? I celebrate that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's sweet. It's the game within the game. Yeah. Like, it's close the loophole, man. Yeah. You know? All right. So, anyway, I just wanted to give a special that's, shout that's, out to that because that was really cool. Yeah, that's an important one to get on the. Jen Young Co. won again on the LPGA Tour, won the CP Women's Open. Brooke Henderson gave it a run. I thought she was going to get the podcast bump, but uh, um, yeah, Jen Young Co. is unbelievable. I didn't get to watch any of it, but sorry, it was her. Her one leg was five centimeters longer than the other That's leg. That makes around. sense. Yeah, <laughs> five inches. <laughs> um, all right, let's wrap this with a little discussion here on the summit. We had our first uh, ever no laying up event at Common Ground Golf Course here in Denver, more specifically in Aurora, Colorado. Uh, we put this on with the help of the Colorado Golf Association and mostly with the help of Aaron Gregory, which we'll touch on as well, but had a very, I would call it a very successful event. TC was our uh, head chairman and CEO and founder he's like of the Fred, event. He's like Fred Ridley. Yeah. You guys invited me in the booth chair. here to talk, yeah, to yeah, talk about so. everything we're doing out here in the community. For, first of all, <laughs> let me just say, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Great uh, to be with you guys. Great. Thank you for everything you guys do. You're welcome. For this community. We had a great dinner. That's my favorite. When the CEO comes in. You know, we had such a great dinner last night, Jim. You know, uh, the fans don't know what the hell I'm talking about. But, you, you know, you and I, we were, we were tipping a few back. It was great. But before you turn it off, and if you weren't in attendance, I think uh, we want to talk about kind of what we, what our goal was with this. TC, um, I'm, I'm going to turn it over to you and talk about what was successful, what worked, and hopefully we'll have a lot more of these in the future. Yeah, so ideally, you know, this is the first of many. For the first one, we knew there were going to be, you know, possibly some kinks. Possibly, we just didn't. A, we didn't know what the hell we were doing. So that's why we brought. So we partnered with Colorado Golf Association and with Aaron, um, who runs a, an events business here in Denver. That's kind of all over the country. Private collection consulting. Basically, wanted to do it for charity, for a good cause that we all 
it's not near and dear to our hearts because none of us are from Colorado, but it was almost like, hey, like, let's find the best example of people that are doing good stuff in the game and then figure out how to shine a spotlight on that and, and get some you know, get some funds their way. So I think we accomplished both of those things. Uh, we had a great Thursday night party. Tom Doak was, uh, I'm sure people will be listening to that. This will we'll release that this week. We did a live podcast with Tom Doak and Eric Iverson uh, at the event on Thursday night. We'll put that out on Tuesday night into Wednesday morning. Um, and so you guys will hear that conversation in full. Which, you know, to to their credit, uh, I'd never played Common Ground before this week. It was I was blown away. It was such a cool course. And it, and it, it was really valuable to be able to hear Tom and, Tom and Eric, you know, talk about the process of building it. And Which, to that point, and we're gonna, we talk a lot about Common Ground in the podcast as well. And if you haven't seen the golf course before, I still find the conversation extremely relevant. Uh, I mean, we, yeah, we had never been out here. DJ had been out here. I think he mentioned it maybe 78 times this week that he was, <laughs> that played here a couple of times. But it is a public golf course, like 20 minutes from downtown Denver, maybe not even that far. That is $48 for locals to play, a Tom Doak design. And it's an incredible condition. And it's about, it's got all these amazing practice facilities, a par three course for juniors, which is free for juniors, free for adults. If you bring a junior, they have the youth on course program there, $5 for youth to play there. They have the Sol, oh, let me get the name right. Solich Solich Caddy Caddy and Leadership Academy, uh, which is a caddy program that they have there, which is where the the funds that were raised for this event were, are sent to. And it's just so much good energy going on around this place. And it was just kind of, and I ask, we'll get to this, but it was kind of like, what are your, ask Doak and Iverson, what are your comparables for this? And they kind of struggled to come up with an example. Because mm-hmm. this is, you, you, come, you come here, you play it. If you're ever in Denver, please go check out Common Ground. And you will walk away being like, why doesn't my city have one of these? I think the comps for it are like stuff over in Scotland. Yeah. I think it was very different from anything else I've seen here in the U.S. And, it, and it's owned by the Colorado Golf Association. Which I think is it was a cool model that you don't massive. see very often. Yeah, yeah and it, there's just a different priority uh, at stake rather than you know it's not a, a land developer that owns it. It's not anything like that. It's it's the people who are trying to you know Do people it. can roll say their it. eyes say it. Say it. saying grow the game, but it's people who are trying to like make the game better in their own backyard and and they have a facility to to do it, which is awesome. Yeah, so it was our hope that people would kind of come in and see this, bring those seeds back to their home community bunch of locals come out for especially the thursday party and then we had a bunch of people come in from around the country uh we had a band on thursday night it was awesome the views with the mountains were fantastic just a wonderful golf culture here in denver a lot of good public golf all around too they've got a 400 person men's league at this place like it's just everything that you can kind of picture right about the game of golf is happening there um but yeah just again thank you to aaron um aaron gregory if you're looking for any sort of event in the future unreal i mean the stuff that went yeah. into this we were kind of like dude this is on like a one-day golf event like we kind of want to keep some of this stuff like all these signs they made a mobile kill house out like, where we recorded the podcast they took our the wall from the actual kill house and like printed it and added some colorado pictures into it too and uh i mean just the little touches they had a little a frame picture of me with alex norin which was photoshopped pretty heavily they had randy and ricky together yeah they had Neil with his juicy tattoo. It was just, all the touches were amazing. The incredible group of people gathered, and it was just so much good enthusiasm around it, and we can't wait to do it again. It was one, it was one of the most meaningful, like for our, like selfishly, one of the most meaningful things to, I think, I don't want to speak for the entire group that, we, that we've ever done. Well, That's how I felt. People always ask us, what is No Laying Up? And we struggle to answer that sometimes. Is it a media company? Is it... You know what are we? And at the end of the day, it's kind of it's kind of a community, right? And this was the manifestation of that community and getting to meet a bunch of people from a bunch of different places that, you know, kind of 
NLU brought them together. So that was a cool. And I want to give a, a huge shout out to the actual caddy program yeah. uh, because, like you said, it, there's just not that many $50 golf courses that you go to that has a junior caddy program. And it's something that's typically totally reserved for, for private golf courses just because of the way the economics of caddying work in caddy programs. But the Colorado Golf Association has put a, a huge premium on making sure that they have a place for kids to work and have jobs and be introduced to golf and all these things. And so my caddy, who deserves a huge shout out, Lindsay is her name. She was, I think she was 14, had been going. She was a second year caddy. All the caddies, you can tell which year it is by what color hat they have on. So I got the second year caddy, which is which is a huge advantage. What I think Sally took some money off Sally. And uh, meeting someone like that is like she had never been on a golf course before she started caddying. She never had didn't have one idea what the hell golf was. She showed up now. She's just a complete sicko. She's wasting all her time on the range and the short course. And they get free golf instruction. They get all these different things. And just a super impressive like young person that I'd never would have ever crossed paths with and then they get and then after their two years is up or you know year or two is up they basically get placed over at you know colorado golf club or cherry uh, hills Hills or or castle pines or any of those places and then the eight or eight to ten years that this thing's been around they've had 20 evan scholars just sick insane there's a cool sign in the uh in the clubhouse too and i forget what what said before but basically the sign was just like bring someone along or introduce somebody to the game because someone brought you to the golf course for the first time at some point too yeah i was like oh that kind of that kind of stuck with me a little bit yeah i was like yeah every every person's relationship with the game starts with their first trip to the golf course so and uh big thanks to gary albrecht for helping us out as well he was a big kind of we met him at, at at another event and he was instrumental in getting us out here to Colorado. He actually qualified for the for the U.S. Senior Am, and uh, and chose to be at the summit instead. So, shout out to him. And <laughs> then, um, yeah, and then you know we we had the occasion Thursday night to play with Ari Hockman, little uh, seven year old guy. Uh, that was like probably the highlight of the week for me. Um, this kid was. He's got Down syndrome. He is the most pure driver of the golf ball I've ever <laughs> seen. Future Special Olympian next year, it yeah. sounds like. So, yeah, his dad, um, along with some others, is trying to get the Special Olympics golf program kind of off the ground here in Colorado. So that was really cool to hear about, too. Yeah, so. it was just it was great vibes. Callaway, BMW, Holderness, Schwab all Schwab. contributed greatly to the event and contributed equipment and tickets and all kinds of cool stuff. Imperial hats, too. Imperial it, yeah. hats. It was uh, it was awesome. It was just great, great vibes. We can't wait to do it again. If we come to come to your town, then uh, please, please sign up. Or if we don't come to your town, just come out and join us anyway. And, and our winners, the Snell brothers, they made a quad on their first. Uh, they made a triple like in the triple. last three holes and still won. I think still something won. like that. Just and it is in modified alternate shot. Modified two brothers, one's a, like a one handicap, the other one's an eighteen handicap. <laughs> <laughs> so the fact that they an, did what they man. did, yeah. especially in the alt shot, was remarkable. Yeah. I think we're going to wrap it at that. We are headed off to play a little golf before we head back to Jacksonville and uh, look for another podcast going up Tuesday with Tom Doak and Eric Iverson from the Summit. And uh, thank you to everyone for tuning in. Cheers. Cheers. Crack on. Be the right club. Be the right club today. Johnny, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most! Expect anything.